This is Billy Corbin, director of Cocaine Cowboys and the 30 for 30s, The You and Broke. And there's nothing we love in Miami more than driving cruise control with no hands, steering with our knee, and not using turn signals, which is kind of what it's like listening to the Cruise Control Podcast with my man, Randy Cruz. Hey, and welcome to another edition of the Cruise Control Podcast here on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. Going to be recapping the WWE Draft that took place last night on SmackDown Live and also preview the upcoming Battleground pay-per-view that takes place this Sunday on the WWE Network with Miss Trina, a.k.a. the Marky Smark, who hosts the last Mark Standing podcast on iTunes. Trina, how are you? I'm good. Doing, <laughs> doing good all the way in, uh, in Chi-Town right now? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Post, post-draft day. All right, w- w- what's the weather like in Chicago right now? So it's hot. It's about 90 um, it's going to be 90, I think, like, for the rest of the week. So super hot. Yeah, uh, we, we, I think we got a heat wave coming over here in New York, like 95 and above for like four or five straight days. So I guess, right. I guess you know, us and you guys are in, are in the same territory. Yeah, I think we get it like a couple days earlier than you guys. And then you'll <laughs> get it right after us. All right, uh, Ms. Trina, I know you're a big-time, big-time uh, wrestling fan. Before we get into any of the draft and – Battleground stuff. I just want to ask, you know, anybody who comes on who's a big time wrestling fan. I always want to ask them, you know, what got you into becoming a wrestling fan? How long you've been a fan of uh, of, the, mm. of the of the product? Uh, so let me ask mm. you, how long have you been a pro wrestling fan? Uh, I don't want to give away my age too much, but more okay. than twenty five years. Okay. Uh, I started watching when I was like five. And my little brother got into it too, so that's pretty much what we did, you know, during our childhood was, was watch wrestling. Because um, my parents let us stay up to watch uh, Saturday Night Live, and like way back in the day, sometimes Saturday Night Live was preempted by like Saturday Night Main Event right. wrestling, and so I'd watch that, and I just super got into it. I mean, at five years old, I knew that this is what I wanted to watch. Um, I got into wrestling before I got into football and to baseball. Um, basketball probably came second, but um, I've been a wrestling fan for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I think for me, I think it's it, it's it's even when it comes to basketball and wrestling. And mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing how, you know, I just remember everything that happened in the, the 80s or ni- and 90s and early 2000s mm-hmm. when it comes to basketball and wrestling. And anybody who asks me, which are you more of a fan of? I'm like, man, it, it just it, it's too yeah. tough to call because I, I, I just – I just, you know, just like you, I grew up on it and, you know, not to mm. give away my age, but I really don't care. I'm 32 years yeah. old and I've been watching it since uh, I think what got me into it was the the, the, the SummerSlam 88, something like that with mm-hmm. Macho Man, Beefcake, Zeus and all that. And I was like, oh, you know, this is mm-hmm. pretty cool and everything. And I think what really set me off like to watch it. Every you know, every time was uh, the WrestleMania six with Warrior and Hogan. I tell people that all the time. After that, it, it was it was pretty much a done deal. They had me for life. So, um, you know, right. you know, but some people like to not really admit they're a wrestling fan or have been watching it for such a long time. And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool mm-hmm. to have people say, you know, what I've been watching it since I was you know five, ten years old. You know. Mhm. Mhm. Well, because you know, I'm. So I'm a little bit older than you, not by much, but, you know, when I was watching, um, we, we were joking about it last night, you know, I was watching when 
people were like occupations, you know, like when people, like when you had a wrestler that was like a repo man or an IRS agent or like oh, a trash God. man. So it's, you know, it's a little embarrassing to admit that, but you know, I've, so I've watched it when it's been good. I've watched it when it's been bad and it's always been interesting to me. Oh yeah. We are, we are five, uh, I don't know what's the right, right word, but we are, we are huh. five errors deep into this. We, I saw it through the golden yeah. era that that repo man era that new generation era you're talking about mm-hmm. um attitude era ruthless uh what was the, the ruthless aggression ruthless and then it was pg and the reality we've been through every single era everything everything so um but <laughs> it, it it is good to know that there there is another fan like me who's been watching it for such a long time so oh yeah um oh yeah anyways <laughs> we got the draft that happened last night before we get into the picks and everything i want to ask you what was your what was your expectations like going into it, and how did you feel afterwards? Okay, um, you know I'm I'm a hopeful fan. Um, mm-hmm. I've been watching for a couple years now, so obviously I'm hopeful. I'm always looking for the best, and so I was super excited about the draft. I made my own draft boards for Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, I because I like the NFL draft. I even watched the NBA draft, so I, I like drafts. Like, I think the whole thing is fun, and so I got super excited about it, um, and I, you know, I made props and everything, um, but, you know, like, I would say the result uh, was a little underwhelming, um, you know, I think, but it, it's a little bit expected. I think um, the way, the direction that they're going lately, um, they, didn't, they didn't really prepare probably the way that they wanted to or they could have. Um, so I think for considering like what it is, um, there were still some good moments, but I think overall I was a little underwhelmed. Um, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of excitement the way like the NFL draft is. Like I was suggesting they should have had hats instead of t-shirts. Right, like, right. Make it feel more like NFL. Now, it being underwhelming to you, is it, is it because mm-hmm. it's not, "Quote unquote," a real draft where you know when you're watching the NBA draft or NFL draft, we really don't right. have any idea who's going where unless you're unless right. you're Adrian Wojnarowski from NBA who puts the yeah. results out there five minutes five minutes you know before the pick. But right, it right. not really not being a real draft does that take away uh-huh. from from the the whole excitement of it? No, not really, because I think creatively they had a chance to to make it interesting because even even us. At the end of the day, Seth was still going to Raw and Dean was still going to SmackDown. You could have buried them and, like, sort of made it more of a surprise. Like, you could have done the NXT picks first. You could have done unexpected people in the top. Um, but when you look at the list, it's exactly the way you would think WWE would book it for, like, this, this time period. You know, like, it, there, weren't, there weren't any surprises. I mean, there weren't a lot of surprises. And I think creatively... Um, they could have done stuff differently, but still come out with the same result, and still made the fan feel like this was something like more than it was. Right, like like you said about you know if AJ Styles would have walked out with a, a SmackDown hat or something right. like that, that that would have been a little creative as opposed to the, the shirts which they had in the, in the whole previous draft, or yeah, you know as opposed to Stephanie and Shane kind of still making it about themselves, going over right. back and forth on the microphone. Um, mm-hmm. But I think overall it, it, it was it was good. It was okay. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they they could have had a a, a, a a trade during the broadcast yeah. and said, "Listen, I'll give you this right. guy and this guy for whoever," and kind of make it interesting. But um, 
I think I think it was okay for for what it was. Uh, the hype mm-hmm. the hype was definitely there. I think a lot of people tuned in last night for a live SmackDown. Um, mm-hmm. I was never I was never a big SmackDown fan like that. I, I mean, I guess maybe when mm-hmm. it first started, but I, I was never really watching SmackDown on Thursday nights. Maybe the fake boos and cheers in the crowd turned me off. <laughs> Um, but I, but I think now now it being live on Tuesday it, it it'll definitely make me watch it. But right. I gotta ask you this: Is it me or the or has Shane McMahon looked a little timid and nervous the last couple of weeks when he's doing a promo in the ring? He's sweating a lot more. Right. He's stumbling on words. Um, yeah. Is there any reason why you think he's been acting like that lately? I think okay. So you say you say he seems like nervous um, or timid. I say he's he's just like a clown now. It's almost like ridiculous. Um, and I think part of it is because the hype was so big when he first like debuted and when he came back. Uh-huh. And there were so many high hopes and it was, he's going to have this like amazing match um, at WrestleMania and then everything just kind of didn't turn out the way that we wanted. And so I think he feels that. And so you, you see that when he's like doing his promos. and You know, like I don't, I don't really feel like... Uh, He's living up to our expectations, and I don't even know if, if he's living up to his own expectations. Like, I imagine when he you know, signed back on and said he was going to do this, he probably didn't envision everything that's happening now. I, I imagine he, I like to think that he, he envisioned something better than this, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, like you said, the whole expectations of him coming back, Getting thrown right in, right into a WrestleMania match with with Undertaker and the stipulation mm-hmm. that you know they put the stipulation there and he and he's still on Raw and it's like all right we'll, we'll let you run Raw for a couple of weeks and you know mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe it's not him maybe he just playing a, a TV right. character and say this, this is what you got to do maybe he's not pulling as many strings backstage as Vince or or, or Stephanie but I just right. every time you see him maybe maybe he's anxious maybe he's very just right. too, too hype I, you know it can go either way but yeah, recently yeah. It's, it's like you know the the promos the mum, the mumbling of the words is sweating like 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 dude right? <laughs> <laughs> like he just forgot like you know you're supposed to do this every Monday night and maybe he's just finally catching up like wow maybe I'm just too too overwhelmed right right no I mean he has no chill I don't know what's going on like when we when he first started you know, he had, like, the Jordans on. We were like, oh, Shane's been gone. He's super rich now. Like, like he seemed kind of cool. Like, right. sounds really old and lame for me to say that, but he seemed cool. And now, like, I just see him as, like, a dad who had too much, like, fake tanner on and, like, tries too hard to be cool. Now, do you feel like, do you feel Stephanie talks too much or tries to have the last word too much or tries to make a funny comment to feel like she's, mm-hmm. you know, the the top superior you know, right. sibling of the whole McMahon family. Oh yeah, I mean she's she's definitely putting herself over and and trying to put over this character of her as like what we all think of Stephanie is as you know like this corporate. Um, can I say bitch? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. That's her. Yeah, I mean that's that's her character, and I think she plays it up like big time, um, almost too much, like to a fault. Uh, like similarly, like the uh, Kevin Owens, like plays his character up too much, but it's effective for him. I think for her, less is more. Um, especially last night, like, I really didn't like her talking over Mick. Like, it just made me feel like, what's the point of having Mick Foley there if you're just going to, like, overrule him and talk over him the whole time? 
now when you mentioned Mick Foley and you know I, I love Mick and everything mankind do love all that stuff but it's like if you're gonna announce a GM and make you know have this big hype you know we're both Raw and SmackDown having their own GMs I I would have loved to have someone who was never a GM before or someone who was mm-hmm. not really seen on TV um all the times so like Daniel Bryan I like him being on SmackDown GM because mm-hmm. he, he he's a lot younger than, than Mick Foley and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So, but seeing Mick, it's like, eh, like really, yeah. like 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 my question is, were you a fan of the Mick Foley choice and the Daniel Bryan choice as GMs? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, so I love the Daniel Bryan choice. I mean, obviously because we haven't seen him, you know, for a couple months now. We had that long goodbye, and it was it was super sad. And then we haven't seen him, so this was fantastic to see him again. I actually got like a little teary-eyed when he came back on Monday to see the reaction of people. Like, I was like, this is like the goodbye all over again. Like, it's so nice to see people welcome him, welcome back like that. And, you know, like, we still love him. We still respect him. And I can feel it. Um, Mick, I love Mick. Like, I've met him a couple times. He's a great guy, um, great wrestler, just, like, great humanitarian. Um, but I agree with you. It definitely feels a little, like, old and worn. And I feel like it feels convenient because he has the show on the network coming up like it just feels like they they trotted him out because they want you to watch like holy foley on the network um and it definitely feels like old like a retread i I definitely would have wanted to see someone else in that spot for sure i think the only the only two exceptions would have been like eric bischoff and paul Heyman, because they were there from from the beginning and if they came back Mm -hmm. i'm like all right i have i have no complaints but if it's not Mm -hmm. them somebody who was never a gm before um, like right. if, if, if they would have brought out Edge or something like that, I'm like, oh shit, they brought out Edge to run Raw. That, that would have been something right. cool because right. he, he, he'll bring the ladder matches. He'll, he, you know, he'll be more creative. I think Mick is just, mm-hmm. I think Mick is just there on TV, but it's really Stephanie calling all the shots. Right. You don't, you don't feel like you're going to get anything unexpected from Mick. Um, and yes, yeah, like Edge would have been anybody that we've never seen before or like Eric Bishop or Paul Heyman, we know that they're going to get something unexpected. And so it's, it's tough, you know, like we all love Nick, but it, it, I kind of hate like what they've done to him. Like it almost feels like this is such a disservice to him. Yeah. They, they, they kind of make him feel like, you know, hey, 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 here's your lines. Just say this, say right. that, but ultimately I'm going to cut you off and you're, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to stand there and just take it. But you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I know. They they do this to all of our heroes. I mean, they did it to Ric Flair and like so I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what uh, why they do that, but uh, I'm not gonna get into every pick. But I guess we'll go through. You know, I guess the main ones. Obviously, we all knew. Mm-hmm. You know, we all knew Seth Rollins was gonna go number one um, to Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean Ambrose goes second to to, to SmackDown. Uh, Raw mm-hmm. also gets Charlotte and Finn Balor. Finn Balor becomes the first NXT call up in the draft, uh, which I think mm-hmm. was, was pretty cool. And AJ rounds up the, the first round going to SmackDown, did any of those five uh, kind of um, surprise you, or were you cool with, with what Raw picked and with what SmackDown picked? I mean, it's, it's all pretty expected, but this is where I've, I'm saying they could have gotten creative, um, because if this really is a new era, then, like, put some other people in the top five. Like, Finn in the top five makes me hopeful, because that makes me feel like, you know, first pick from NXT, he's in the top five, 
like he's going to get a push. I mean, like you could have easily, you know, put Kevin Owens as the number one pick and everybody would have been happy and then drop Seth to like round two. And it still makes sense. So I, I think like creatively they had a chance to really give the fans hope, like especially the, you know, the older fans, like the adult fans, like give us hope for the guys that we really want to see get pushed and still keep everything, like, status quo. Like, even if, like, Raw, like, still had Seth and, and Dean had SmackDown, that's that's fine. But, like, you know, mix it up a little bit. Like, make them, like, pick eight or nine, you know, and put someone else, like, in the top five. Like, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like the Finn Balor pick. It was it was funny because I think, like, a half hour before the, the, the show came on, I was, like, Finn Finn Balor can't go less than five, and then all of a sudden, boom, right. he's he's the fifth freaking pick. I'm like, oh shit, Finn Balor's the fifth pick over Brock <laughs> and Reigns and John Cena and Randy yeah. Orton. It's like, oh okay, so like, you know, I was I was expecting more of those young up up and coming talents to yeah. go above the normal right, Brock's exactly. and everything. But you know, and then came second, you know, round two. That's when Cena got picked. Uh, Randy Orton got picked, Roman, Brock, and the New Day. And, and Steph mm-hmm. said, I want the entire New Day, not just Kofi, not Big E, not, not Xavier. Mm-hmm. I picked the New Day. Um, what did you make of Roman going sixth and hearing the booth, which 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 was expected? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cena going mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. Brock, with whatever's going on with UFC, he got picked yeah. <laughs> in the top ten. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the second round, like if, if you look at the way that WWE.com – has it posted on their website, they broke it down by round, which I think last night it didn't really feel like clear like what round was what. Um, but they have round one as the top five, round two is, is six to ten. And so it's interesting to look at round two because it's all, to me, like old guard. Um, new Day feels more new era because they're relevant right now, but, I mean, at the end of the day, Kofi's been there forever. And, and you know, I think, I think these are more like tried and true picks. Um, See, this is why I think they could have gotten exciting in, in round one. Like, change it up round one, like, blow our minds, like, pick Sami Zayn, pick Kevin Owens, and then round two, like, pick, the, you know, Roman, Seth, like, the old guard, like, the, the ones we expect. Um, I think putting guys like John Cena and, and Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, at that level um, is still telling them and the fans that they're the top, um, but they're sort of, like, backseat, if that makes sense. You know, like they're not top five, but they're still top ten. Oh yeah, and then plus, you know, Raw is still three hours. I can't, I can't believe that Raw is still three mm-hmm. hours. SmackDown is two. I know Raw <laughs> needs more talent, but like you said, they could have, they could have switched things up. Like for every other round, Raw gets three picks, mm-hmm. and then SmackDown would get three, and Raw would get two. But I, you know, I, it just seems like we know Raw is the flagship. They want the ratings mm-hmm. to go more to Raw at this point. And the mm-hmm. more talent has to go there. But at the same time, you know, when you look at it, I, I, I could be off. But let's say there's like 40 guys, 40 people on Raw, and it's like 28 on SmackDown. It's like, you know, how, how, how much can you do with like 20, you know, 25 guys on one show? Mm-hmm. At some point, mm-hmm. it's going to get a little stale unless you, unless you keep doing this draft. Like, you know what? The, you know, this guy's coming back from injury. He's my next pick. I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's part of the problem with people feeling underwhelmed by it. It doesn't feel different enough. Like, it doesn't really feel like two separate brands. You know, like, it just kind of feels like they split everybody up. Um, we're still going to see the same thing. Um, there are a lot of guys on SmackDown, and so, like, you know who's going to get buried. I mean, I, I'm looking at the roster right now. Um, 
I'm actually surprised the Shining Stars didn't get put on SmackDown, but they, I guess they need jobbers on Raw. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's crazy. There are definitely um, people that I feel like got left out. Um, and it's weird. You know, I don't understand what they were doing with Heath Slater. I, I don't know why, like, they left him undrafted, like, and they drafted everyone else from the social outcasts. I mean, you know, it's, it was weird. I think I could have done without the wrestling, too. Like, if it was just a pure draft and they really, like, implemented elements of a draft. Right. Would have been, I mean, they're so much better. I mean, if they had, if they put, like, Raw and SmackDown on the clock, if people had hats instead of T-shirts, I mean, there were a million ways that they could have made it better. I mean, yeah, I, we can we can sit here till tomorrow and say, well, if they had a mm-hmm. green room, if we had real reporters, if Fox Sports was there, if whoever was mm-hmm. there interviewing Seth Rollins about his his thoughts about being number mm-hmm. one, or even Cesaro, who looked literally pissed off about going 28th, you could have got his mm-hmm. his reaction right there on the spot. But you know, I guess you know it kind of reminded me of how they did how they did the draft. Years ago, it was same thing, right? Right mm-hmm. on the stage, you go one by one, a match would come on, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, you hyped up this show to be about the draft. I mean, you 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 had matches, but the matches ain't mean nothing. You had uh, mm-hmm. Cena and Gallows and Xavier and Bray Wyatt, like it, yeah, there's matches. a lot of random stuff. I, yeah. I didn't feel like if was... you would have had the draft and just the world yeah. title match at the end, that would have been fine. And have did you the, watch? Did you watch the, the like second half on the network? Yes, I did. And what did you think that the stuff on the network was better than what was on SmackDown? I I, I liked what they did. It was it was just like you know they they presented the, the pick and they had Kevin Owens there, they had Shane there, talking mm-hmm. about it. They had, um, Stephanie, they had a Golden Truth there, which I'm not a fan of, but they still had. They mm. kept getting the reactions. On the network, yeah. and it was like, man, do I watch the network or do I watch mm-hmm. what's going on in USA? But um, I think they did a real good job um, of what uh, of what they show on the network with the interviews and the recaps and everything, mm. and what Booker T thought, what Corey Graves thought. I think that was mm. that was a really good idea. Oh yeah, I, I felt like the stuff on the network was a lot less scripted. Um, it felt real. Yeah, it did. Like, it, 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 did it did. It did messing up their lines and stuff like that. And, like, I don't know. It was really interesting. I found the network to be a lot more entertaining. And I'm almost wondering if that's the point. Like, if they just really want to drive us to the network and everything we see on TV is just to drive us to the network. Um, You know, because I just felt like there was a distinct difference between what was on TV for SmackDown Live and then what they showed on the network. The network was, like, a completely different feel. Yeah, because and it, you know, to your point about it not being as scripted, and I think one mm-hmm. point in there was um, the fact that Booker T was talking about how people were talk, you know, tweeting him or whatever, talking to him about mm-hmm. that he feel the R Truth Goldust thing was a, a ripoff of what Goldust and and what he did back in the day, and I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now would he really say that? If it wasn't scripted, or is right. he really going all, off the cuff right now? Because you know. He, mm-hmm. he he could have a legit beef about that, but when he was talking to Golden Truth, everything was cool. But him mentioning that one little tidbit, it's like, hmm, yeah. maybe what's going on now in the network is more real than what's going on on it's USA. Like, right. I, I think they're they're like trying to make us feel that way for sure. Um, it's funny because when the Usos got drafted, Booker T like sighed really loudly because <laughs> they said the Usos, and you could hear Booker go, "Ugh." <laughs> I mean, that's not scripted. That's crazy. <laughs> 
No, you know what? Booker T made the same noise I would have made because when it came to Big Show and Kane and Usos mm-hmm. and and Shining Stars and and, and Mark Henry, I was like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That, that 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 that's when I clocked funny. out. That's when everything went like, yeah, you know what? It's time. I think it's a wrap. <laughs> I'm like, void mm-hmm. villains and all these people. It was like, okay, now we're getting to like the, the eighth round of the draft, and mm-hmm. nobody really cares about these guys. Mm-hmm. But, um, right. But again, right. I, I I like what they did on the network. If, if if anything, they should have had the whole thing on the network. If you want to be more real and less scripted, right. put the whole thing on, on, on sure. the network. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it's it's crazy how people like me and you have all these ideas, and we're not we're not employed by them, and it's like people who are employed by them don't really think about this stuff and it's like, yeah, you know what, well, just go out there and make a pig, have matches and call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was joking that like I feel like Vince or anybody at the WWE has never seen the draft before. Because I feel like the way that they played it out like was nothing like any draft. I mean, it, it was weird and people joked. It's like, yeah, because Vince doesn't like sports. Like he only watches wrestling. And it almost seems like that sometimes. Now, when it came to round three, I, I was I was a little like yeah. I, I was I thought Sasha Banks would have went to SmackDown for some odd reason because mm-hmm. you know at that point they were like twelve deep and they did not pick a female wrestler and Stephanie pointed mm-hmm. that, pointed that out to Shane and and then boom Sasha goes to Raw I'm like man they got Charlotte and Sasha and then you come with Becky and it's like I, I like Becky but it's like if you're gonna have Charlotte on Raw then Sasha should have been your main female wrestler mm-hmm. on SmackDown I, I, I really you know don't know why they did not separate those two females mm-hmm. because I because I think you're looking at it as a hopeful optimistic person who thought that the shows were gonna be equal right um, you know but I, I think by putting by putting Sasha with Charlotte um, definitely makes me feel like Raw is where the women's championship's going to be. Um, and I, I also think it's good for, for Sasha to be on Raw because uh, other than the women's championship, it's only the tag team champions. So if she, she wins at SummerSlam or, or she gets the title like everybody thinks she's going to get the title, she becomes, I think, the premier champion on Raw, which I think is awesome. You know, like to have her be like the centerpiece would be amazing on Raw. Oh, yeah, and I do feel like all the girls that got drafted to SmackDown are, like, going to get buried. Yeah, I, I, I see Nia Jax came later on. I'm looking mm-hmm. real uh, Summer Rae came later on. Uh, mm-hmm. Paige came, you know, before Summer Rae. Even even Jack Swagger got, got drafted. I'm like, really? Jack Swagger's still there? <laughs> I'm like, come right, on, yeah, like, really? No. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, but they also have the, they also have the U.S. champion Rusev. So um, mm-hmm. they they currently have three world champions on their roster compared to mm-hmm. SmackDown two. That's true. Um, well, they are three hours. So. Yeah, and I, I, I wish I wish the two changes I wish would happen with Raw goes back to two hours two hours, which I think mm-hmm. would never happen. Um, mm-hmm. And. Even like even people on, on Twitter was like, man, like there's no there's no new SmackDown set. I'm like, well, maybe maybe Monday Raw comes with a new mm-hmm. set. If, if, if you really want to do this whole new new era, different direction, mm-hmm. draft and all that, if you come with the same old stage, and it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'm too maybe I'm too detailed, I'm too overthinking, but I'm like. Mm-hmm. A new stage would be dope for both Raw and SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Don't just change the lights, you know, oh. red and blue. Mm-hmm. No, totally. I, I'm with you, and it would be amazing if, if like, we tuned in next week 
and everything was different and everything felt new. Um, I think it's 50-50. I think there's a chance they could do it. But, you know, like, I feel like we should hold our judgment until next week and mm-hmm. see, like, how, how the rosters go and how they play out and how the shows are presented next week um, before we can fully make, like, a judgment on, like, the way that SmackDown was picked and the way that, that Raw was picked. Because they could always surprise us. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I'm being too hopeful and optimistic, but um, I agree with you. I think they should definitely change things up. Um, you know, people think they should change Roman when he comes back. And so everyone just wants to see something different. And we're, we're all just sitting here waiting for it. Exactly. Even even Kevin Owens, you know, going back going back to the the network and what they were showing, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens go goes 18th, which I'm I'm like, you know, I was tweeted Kevin Owens is still in the green room. Kevin Owens is still in the green room. I'm like yeah. this dude should have been top 10. He goes 18th um, overall, mm-hmm. and he does his his spill on the network. Like you know, he he's 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 totally pissed off about it. I thought I was yeah. so cool, and because he's right, there's no way Kevin Owens, a, a big time young talent. In, in today's mm-hmm. sport, goes 18th, and you you pick Becky and you know you know Chris Jericho, which is a Hall of Famer, yes. but there's no way Jericho yes. goes above, and there's and there's no way Sami Zayn goes above Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sami Zayn was in a totally different round than Kevin Owens. Yeah, for sure. I, but you know, I think um, it sucks that he got drafted so low, but it definitely produced a good reaction. Like a lot of people were talking about Kevin Owens like, interview on the network afterwards, which, you know, I think is perfect. Like, if if we can't get Kevin Owens recognized as one of the top five wrestlers in the world, then let's at least watch him, like, cut a really good, like, almost shootish promo. So, you know, I don't know, give and take. (laughs) Right, and I also think maybe I'm I'm trying to, you know, think a little out out the box. Maybe they did that on purpose to feel like Mm -hmm. we know Kevin Owens. if, If you're drafted 18th, knowing damn well you're not 18th, Overall, let's put you mm-hmm. at, let's put you at 18th. You're pissed off. You do a crazy reaction. The fans will love it. Even when he came on stage, um, when he wasn't drafted, he told you know Shane and Daniel like, "Yo, what are you doing?" And he told Stephanie and right. Mick, "Yo, what are you doing?" Like you know, you know, wake up. And then like, boom, he goes he goes on the network. He does the promo. And I think maybe yeah. him being 18th, if they do a story behind it, they could be like Kevin Owens was so pissed off about going 18th he wants to quote unquote mm. prove people wrong just like that that mm. regular draft pick who goes second round and proves everybody wrong who got selected above him right and and i think you know like that's part of i hope wwe's plan is to put it off for as long as they can so so that by the time you know they do elevate kevin owens that we've been waiting for it for so long because i mean when kevin owens is pissed off um and he's not being elevated to the spot that we think he is, it's fantastic for us because he produces really good TV. He just, he, he sells all the time. So him, like, talking to the staff and talking to, to Shane, like, hey, why didn't you pick me? That's all gold. That's all classic Owens. And then the promo he cut afterwards, classic Owens. But I wonder if, like, they make us wait too long for this stuff. You know, like, I think they're, they're always looking for, like, the next Daniel Bryan. So it's like they know that when they finally give Owens the belt, like it's going to be a big payoff for the fans. But, like, how long can we stick around for this? Like, how long can we see Owens just, like, be number 18? Or, like, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like I, I don't know how long we can – some people are ready to go. You know, some people were not happy about the draft last night. You know, there's, obviously you and I were interacting online with, with a guy. He's, he's ready to stop watching. Oh, yeah, they're ready, they're ready to boycott. They're ready to cancel their, their network and everything. And it's like, dude – you know, <laughs> it, it, it's okay. 
it's okay because we're we're, we're used to this. We've been watching for 25 years, and yeah. we know that they, they, they'll 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 disappoint you, but then yeah. they'll catch you off guard, and, and you'll be like, oh shit, like yo, that 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 was crazy, but. Um, right, exactly, exactly. That's why I watch it too. That's exactly what I watch it for. Just a couple of more notables, I guess, in, in what they showed on the network. Uh, I mean, on, mm-hmm. on USA, um, Baron Corbin goes nineteen. Enzo and Cass mm-hmm. goes twenty. Enzo and Cass to Raw. Baron Corbin to SmackDown. I, I, mm-hmm. I like Baron Corbin. Big, big time fan of his. I think he can be a, mm-hmm. a major player, uh, especially on SmackDown and not getting lost on the Raw roster and not mm-hmm. always being in a feud with Dolph Ziggler. Um, mm-hmm. What did you make of Baron Corbin going 19 and Enzo and Cass going number 20 to Raw? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot, too. I'm a huge fan of Baron Corbin, and um, I noted him as one of the people to watch on SmackDown because I think the way that they – they did the, the SmackDown roster, it, it's going to elevate a couple people. Like, American Alpha's there, so my hopes are really high for them. Right. And Alexa Bliss, I'm a huge fan of her. And I, so I feel like um, having the way that the roster is for SmackDown gives some of these people a chance. Like, I, I look at this roster, and I feel like Baron Corbin could be a champion soon um, because of the people that he's going against. Like, you know, Randy Orton, he could, he could feud with, like, John Cena or Randy Orton or AJ Styles. I'd love to see any of that. Yeah, man, I'm looking for what SmackDown did. I, I maybe, I think mm. they 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 have more of like the most recent NXT call-ups on on their roster. So maybe SmackDown mm-hmm. is is the spot for them to, you know, get get the exposure. You know, mm-hmm. big up their talent because I think that all of them will get lost in the shuffle right. on Raw. Like when you talk about American Alpha, you know, Baron Corbin, he got up mm-hmm. on, on WrestleMania. Uh, Mojo Rawley, Alexa Bliss, Apollo Cruz. Carmella, they're mm-hmm. all on SmackDown, so I think SmackDown would be the proper spot for all of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one good thing to say about the draft. Uh, you know, people were kind of like saying that they felt like the draft went raw and then SmackDown was just raw light. But if you look at it, it it's a lot of NXT people and a lot of like old guards like John Cena and Randy Orton. And I think if you look at it optimistically, this might be a chance for a lot of these new people to be put over. And, I mean, like American Alpha being on SmackDown, they're going to rule SmackDown. Um, I'm glad they got separated from Enzo and Cass because I think they, they needed, like, a show for their, for their own um, to stand out. So I, I really think, you know, this could be good for a lot of people. It could be good for Baron Corbin. It could be good for American Alpha, um, Alexa Bliss. So hopefully they don't screw it up. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. You know, also in the also in the first round, you know, Neville got drafted twenty six. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe he'll be involved in that whole cruiserweight division. He's still mm-hmm. coming back from injury, but you know, him getting picked on there um, was was pretty good. Um, oh yeah, before Cesaro, Alberto Del Rio, and Sheamus. Yeah, I think Cesaro twenty eighth. Cesaro, and then you know, I I got the question from the guy on Twitter was like, talk about uh, Cesaro's uh, reaction. Was it? scripted was it a shoot do you think he really was upset being selected 28th you know um Mm -hmm. i I gotta go back and see it but Mm -hmm. i I, you know when i first saw it i could tell he was pretty upset but then i didn't Mm -hmm. really read Mm -hmm. too much into it but a lot of people saying maybe he was really like tight about it what did you make of cesaro's reaction to being 28th overall so i think um I actually think it was a bit of a shoot. I, I really do feel like now that I'm thinking about it and I'm, I'm thinking about what I saw on the network versus what I saw on TV, I, I really think that they 
didn't script very much for the network, and they did let people just do, you know, say what they wanted to say. And I think what we saw from Zazara was probably more a reaction to how he's been booked generally than, like, being number 28. I think, I think you know, it's just a reaction to, obviously, you know, like, the crowd loved him, but why, why is he not going anywhere? Um, so I think, like, being drafted number 28 and, and the reaction we saw from him might be just generally how he feels about his character and, and where he is in the WWE right now. Um, it was interesting to see it from him because it was good to see some dimension to Cesaro. Um, because I, I don't like the gimmick that he's doing now, the spot. He's like almost like Austin Powers. Um, and he's so much better than that. So it was nice to see like a different side of him, to see him like serious, be angry, you know, like, so even if it was a, it was a shoot, you know, I don't know. Um, I think it was, uh, and, and I think it's a, good to see that from him. So we'll see where it goes. I just don't want him to go like the way of Ryback and just be disgruntled and, and like, you know, tweet a bunch of stuff at WWE and get fired. True, or, or, or leave and like like, right. like like Cody Rhodes did. But, you know, Cesaro's, like yeah. you know, Cesaro's a big-time talent at some point. It's like same thing, same thing with Dolph Ziggler. It's like how, how many times can you, can you be Intercontinental Champion? How many times can you be in the money, mm-hmm. money in the bank match and, and and not win it? And I think the sky's the limit mm-hmm. still for for Cesaro. But maybe him being on SmackDown would have been more beneficial to him because you you, you got like fifty guys on Raw. It's like where do you fit Cesaro? He, is he going to be right. in the U.S. title picture? Is he going to be a tag mm-hmm. champion? Is, is, is he going to be a world champion? Where do you fit this guy? When obviously mm-hmm. you want to promote and highlight the Romans and, and Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. right now Cesaro is is stuck in the middle. Right. Well, and the thing is, it, it would have been interesting if he was on SmackDown because they don't really have quote unquote like a middle on SmackDown. You have pretty much NXT and like super old people. Um, so Cesaro would have stood out as somebody that's like in between, um, who's not you know as old as John Cena, but who's who's not as green you know, as Alexa Bliss. So I think um, there, there was a chance there to put him, put him on SmackDown and really let him shine. So it, it's really tough. I, I don't know. Hopefully he can do trades or something, but yes, I'm, I'm not hopeful for Cesaro. I feel like, yeah, this is, this is not good for him. Yeah. I, I, you know, if I, was, if I was Daniel Bryan, I'd be making a trade to try to get a, a, a more, better, superior tag team because Raw has New Day, Gallows, Anderson, the uh, end zone mm-hmm. cast, um, I'm not too big on Golden Truth. I'm definitely not big on the yeah, Shining yeah. Stars. They got the Dudleys, but you know, on SmackDown, Breezango, who else they got? Mm-hmm. The, the Ascension, whatever. Usos. Yeah, yeah. And uh, American Alpha is the only tag team I think that shines on SmackDown. So if Danny Bryan wants mm-hmm. to make a trade for a better tag team, um, mm-hmm. he needs to do so because Raw has the Cruiserweights. They have the better tag teams, but the SmackDown mm-hmm. has a lot of. Uh, I would say a, a, a mix of the older older guard veterans, but a lot of mm-hmm. new and upcoming talent. So I guess it kind of mm-hmm. evens out, but Raw still is more superior than SmackDown. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just you look at the rosters, and uh, I think, like, right away, when they, they did the top five picks, um, we realized it wasn't going to be what we thought it was. Because I think a lot of us were hopeful that, that there was a chance that they were going to make SmackDown like the show to watch. Like put all the talent that we want to see on SmackDown, so it gives us a reason to watch SmackDown, where they know that like people are going to watch Raw anyway. But I think once you know they, they did Seth at one and, and Dean at two, I was like, all right, this is not 
this is not going to be anything different. Um, I did pop for American Alpha. That was probably the only pop of the night that I, I did for, like, the TV portion. Um, and I think, do you think that they're just going to run through the tag division in SmackDown? Like, how, how long before, like, they're the champions? Well, if you look at it, it's, it's them, it's the Vaud Villains, it's Breezango, mm-hmm. and it's the um, uh, uh, Ascension and Uso. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, you know, maybe the, maybe the toughest ta- uh, toughest competition would be the Usos. I don't think they go after them yet. They'll probably mm-hmm. rise up the ranks against Vaud Villains and Breezango. But I think at some point, um, Alpha will be the, 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 the top tag team, not only on SmackDown, mm-hmm. but they have, to, they have the potential to be the top tag team in the whole company, but not, not, not just yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and so and, and cast too, so I don't know. Like, do you know anything about them creating new championships? Like, are we going to get another championship belt? Are we going to get two tag belts? Or To be honest, um, to I be really honest with you, I don't know anything about it. Me either, but to be honest, I really hope that they just have one world champion, one tag team champion. Really? Yeah, because I just... I don't know because if if you talk about new era or that quote unquote new era different direction, you're basically doing what you did back in two thousand two. You bring back mm-hmm. the world belt. You bring back two two different tag team champions, and it's like, it, at some point it gets confusing. Like who are the real tag team right, champions? Right, right. Who's the, who is the real world champion? How how can you say one mm-hmm. is one is more um, you know prolific than the other? Who who is more, mm-hmm. who's ranked higher? Who is the better world champion? At some right, point, right. if you have one U.S. champion, one Intercontinental champion, that's, that's great. But you having mm-hmm. two tag team champions, it's like, I don't know. It, right. I think... Well, what, you're right. Yeah. I, I think you're right, for sure. I, and it's funny because I haven't heard your argument before. Like, everyone wants to see two of everything. Um, I don't. And you're I the don't. first person who <laughs> says they want to keep it the way it is. But your argument is totally valid um, and totally true. Because you're right. It's just going to get diluted if there's two of everything. Um, it still keeps it competitive when there's one. Of each thing. Right. My my only thing is if you keep it one if you keep it one world championship, my thing is let's say Dean Ambrose hypothetically wins on, on Sunday. Then it's like he's on SmackDown mm-hmm. and you know he, he's not gonna be on Raw. How right. can someone from Raw be considered the top contender to go up against the world title uh mm-hmm. champion that's on SmackDown? How does that play out when you know, if they do I hope they don't do the branded pay-per-views. That's one thing I don't mm-hmm. want them to do. I don't want, you know, SmackDown presents Judgment Day and Raw presents right, Backlash. Right. No, I don't want that. But there's so many questions that's left unanswered. You know, the draft mm-hmm. was yesterday, but it's like, what, what do we do now? How do we how do we know who is the number one contender for that title? Mm-hmm. Are we only doing it on that brand? Or is somebody else mm-hmm. on the other brand can be considered for uh, the world title? So that's one thing. They're gonna they're gonna have yeah. to figure out if they don't. Um, I mean, if they keep it one title, if they bring back two titles, then it becomes a lot more you know, sim- you know simpler. Oh yeah, I, and I think so. We the next pay per view is is SummerSlam, and we right. only know one match, um, which is interesting if if it stays this way because we know Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton, and those two are on different ones on Raw and ones on SmackDown. So maybe there's a chance that we'll see. Uh, Cross branding at at the big pay per views. I don't know if all the pay per views, maybe just the big four. Um, so then that way each brand has a, a chance at different belts. Right. I mean, I think that's the only way they can go. If they bring back two mm-hmm. belts, then you know it is what it is, and it, it just 
okay, I, I saw this back in 2004 when you brought the big mm. world belt and you just gave it to Triple H without him fighting. You know, it's just, mm. I don't, I, I don't want to see that. I want to see one world champion go back and forth and back and forth and, mm-hmm. you know, tag champs go back and forth and see who, who the trio, who the true legit tag yeah, team champions. Top, exactly. Top team. Well, I think it's interesting because, you know, now that you're saying that, I almost wonder um, if WWE doesn't really care about fans like us. Like, they don't really care that we've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter to them if, if we've seen it in 2002. Like, they're still catering to the kids or, like, the newer fans. Um, and so if they, if they rehash something from 2002, um, they could care less because, you know, they don't care about us as fans, like the people that have the long memories and the long histories of, of knowing everything that's gone on in the WWE. Right. Well, you know, yeah. it, it's it's their show, not ours. It's their company, mm-hmm. not ours. So we can all, we're just going to, they they just feel like, well, whatever we do, people are going to watch. And But at mm-hmm. some point, us fans have been watching it for so long have some pretty right. good ideas, and I, and and I know they they hear you know podcasts and, and you know read interviews online or whatever and try to get mm-hmm. some different ideas. But at some point, it's like, do we really need two world champions? You know, do we need mm-hmm. four tag team belts? You know, really, you know, the tag team belts right now, I wish they changed the look of them already because those look terrible. Mm-hmm. That's that's a whole different. Uh, yeah, that's discussion. a whole different conversation. But it's like, yo, you know, before you bring two more world tag team belts, can you change the original ones already? You know, just do that first. Right. But um, oh, yeah. I, w- I want to ask you, why wasn't Bailey selected? Now, is it because she could be the mystery partner with Sasha on Sunday, or do you think that mm-hmm. she just didn't get drafted because she just, I don't know, why okay. Bailey was not selected uh, <laughs> last night? So I, I think I think there is a possibility she could be brought up on Sunday and be the mystery partner for Sasha. But I think, sadly for us, the reality is that she's a big money maker for NXT, and they needed to keep a couple people down at NXT to keep making that money and, and doing those house shows. And um, you know, they kept a couple people down because they still need to keep NXT as a viable like third third organization right. and so sadly I think that might be it and so I, I don't know when we'll see her um, it's interesting the people that they did bring up instead Nia Jax was I feel like a little early um, so we'll see you know but I sadly I don't I don't hold a lot of hope that we're going to see Bailey on Sunday I mean I oh man I didn't I guess the whole suspense of Sasha Banks picking a tag a mystery tag partner mm-hmm. and she comes out with like Eva Marie or something, and it's like, right. uh, yeah, you know, like yeah. it just. I guess the hype around it, it sounds like, yeah. oh, she's she, she's gonna bring Bailey, she's gonna bring Bailey, but then, though, in the WWE, they bring right. somebody completely different. Right. I mean, you you got to think logically about it. You know, like they're gonna, they're probably gonna bring someone up who needs like more of a push. You know, because they they just called up you know a couple girls from NXT. I would say it's, it's any could be any one of those girls because. Um, you know, we need to introduce them to the, the main roster, to the main audience. And so I would probably guess that her partner is probably going to be one of the girls from NXT, like a, like Nia Jax or Alexa Bliss or Carmella. Um, you know, so we'll see. I, I think they're saving that spot for someone who needs it a little bit more than Bailey does. All right. One more before I go into the battleground real quick. Uh, Finn Balor, yeah. I, I said, is on Raw. I want to ask you, mm-hmm. how do you think 
How do you think they will use him? How should they use him? And the fact that he's on Raw with Gallows and Anderson, does that does that give any indication that they might team up in the future? Yeah, I, I think so. I think um, that was everybody's immediate reaction was <coughs> when they split up, split up uh, AJ and Anderson and Gallows that Finn was just going to take over. It's going to be Balor Club, um, not Bullet Club. Um you know, this is one of those things where I'm optimistic. Uh, you know, I'm not, I wasn't super optimistic about Bailey coming up on Sunday, but um, seeing Finn get drafted so high uh, and having Gallows and Anderson there makes me feel like he's going to get a push. Um, but, you know, Roman Reigns is there too, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm really excited uh, that he's on Raw. I'm glad that he's on Raw. And, you know, like I think there's a chance here for, for him to just like really become like a huge star. So hopefully they use him well. I, I would like to see a Balor Club, you know, because I think generally the whole Bullet Club thing has been a, a little bit of a disappointment for all of us. Like we were hoping to see the same thing or something close to what was in New Japan, and it hasn't been close. So you know maybe this is a way for them to to make like the older fans or the people that have been watching New Japan and, and the Bullet Club like make them happy. So I would put them together, um, but I would definitely push Finn a lot more than they pushed AJ for sure. For the culture of wrestling, we need Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Oh, yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's right there. <laughs> I mean, whenever, sure. they do, whenever they do that match, uh, let's not it's have it. It's going to be huge. Yeah, just, just don't have it at, at, a, at a BS pay-per-view, you know, like, mm-hmm. like you know, Battleground or whatever, it is, Breaking Point, whatever whatever name they they, they changing into stuff now. Um, mm-hmm. That match is going to be uh, fantastic, but... um. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, did you did sure. you did you hear about or see or read about the couple of name changes they have for the pay per views coming up? I did, um, and I feel like it's constantly changing because I I do have one I have one source at WWE, but he works production, so he's not in any of the creative meetings, um, and he doesn't even know what his schedule is. Um, so when they first announced the brand split. Um, he got one schedule, and then like a month and a half later, they gave him another schedule. So I don't know like what to trust. Like I, I don't know like if um, it's going to change on us again. Hey, right? as, I'm, as, as I'm long glad there's not two of everything. Yeah, you were saying like mm-hmm. as long as you have a source in a WWE, that's a pretty good thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw a clash of the champions. I saw some other stuff. I, I was like, okay, you know, backlash. I don't know if yeah. backlash is back, but I'm like, listen, they'll change it every week. So I'm not really, right. uh, you know, they they can take out Survivor Series if they wanted to. And it's like, we're going to put in yeah. something else. But um, I want to get to Battleground real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we mentioned, I have no idea what match or what matches are going to be on the pre show. I'm, I'm pretty sure these are all. On on the main show, um, mm-hmm. on paper the the the, the card looks the card looks pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Sasha and TBD against Charlotte and uh, Dana Brooke. Which mm-hmm. side do you think are going to win? Uh, I think you know because everybody feels like they're they're holding out for SummerSlam with Charlotte and Sasha, and Sasha's finally going to get the belt. Mm. So I would probably have to predict Charlotte's you know Charlotte and and um, Dana Brooke are going to win. You know, Charles going to retain. Um, like, I, I feel like there's not much going to change after Battleground. Even though the card looks really good, um, I think they've established, like, too much with the draft and things like that mm. to shake things up. Um, 
I almost feel like come next Monday, uh, the results of like Battleground won't necessarily matter. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like they're just going to start over again on Monday. So whether I think Charlotte's going to win, Charlotte and, and Dana are going to win, but um, I think Monday we're probably going to get presented with like a totally spe- specifically like if if um, Sasha has like a, a partner that we didn't think of, I think we're just going to see a whole new storyline on Monday. Uh, you got Charlotte and Dana. I got Sasha and whoever she picks because Sasha lost last night on SmackDown mm-hmm. in, in a two-on-one. Mm-hmm. I think if she loses yesterday and she loses on Sunday, then it's like, oh, by mm-hmm. the way, I want to fight for the belt. It just wouldn't make sense. Like she, at some point, she has to win something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, say, I mean, you don't, you don't think that um, there's probably a chance that it's going to be Charlotte and Dana Brooke, and obviously they're not going to win clean. Like, I, I think... It's not going to be clean, for sure. Like, it'll still put Sasha over. Because, you know, Charlotte hasn't won clean, like, ever. A long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even even without Ric Flair, she cannot win clean. I'm like, all right. You know? Ho- I know. Hopefully. Because, you know, we talk about this all the time. You know, I was talking about it with people I was watching with last night. It's like she had so much potential right. to be, like, the next China. Like, to make her dominant. Like... I just wish they were booking her the way they've been booking Nia Jax. Like, book her as a dominant female champion. That would have been amazing. Yeah, I mean, she she she's great as a heel, but it's like she don't got to win every match cheating. She don't got to win every match by outside interference. Right. Like she she can win a, she can win matches on, on her own. Why just mm-hmm. why won't you let her win a match on her own? She, she she's that mm-hmm. good. She she was the the third overall pick in this draft. She can win a mm-hmm. match without outside interference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I, I just don't know why they do that to her. Um, you know, because obviously she's their champion, so they like her, but she's like a flawed champion because we never see her win clean. We never see her win on her own. Um, so it's like, you know, as a girl, like, how am I supposed to take that? You know, like, are, are the girls just, like, not that good? You know, like, what's mm-hmm. the deal? Yeah, we, we got we to gotta find a stat. How many consecutive matches in a row Charlotte has won? Not clean, uh, you know, not clean with Paige and Natalia. I mean, everyone. <laughs> I think I think it's everyone, even before Ric Flair left. Um, the New Day and the Wyatt family, uh, you know, it's a six-man tag. Um, mm-hmm. I would have thought this would have been for the tag team championship. Maybe they're mm-hmm. not going in that direction, but in a regular six-man tag, we got New Day and the Wyatt family. I think the Wyatts win on Sunday. What do you think? Um, I think that's probably the best thing to do just because uh, I think they need it a little bit more. Now that they separated Bray and um, Braun, um, what's the other guy? Eric, (laughs) Eric, Eric Rowan. Yeah, Yeah, Eric Rowan. Eric Eric Rowan and Braun Strowman need a push. You know what I mean? So they need to look dominant on Sunday so that they can stand on their own in Raw. Um, Separating them is a big deal, uh, and then they're on Raw, so it's like they really have to step up. Um, they're they're in the organization that has you know all the good tag teams. So it's like, how are they going to be singles or are they going to be a tag? Well, by looking at it, only only Braun Strowman is on Raw. Uh, Eric Rowan mm-hmm. and, and Bray are oh, on SmackDown. Right. Yeah. So right, and then yeah, I mean the thing is, I think we need to make Braun Strowman look strong. Like I think right. they they've dropped the ball on that. I think they they started making him look strong, and then it just kind of got lost because Bray got injured, and it just... Um, so I think you're right. I think the Wyatts go over on Sunday. Um, 
because I think people are probably nervous now that they've they've separated. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not I can be the Wyatt family anymore. Yeah, and plus it, it leaves the door open if you have two of those on SmackDown. The door yeah. is open for Luke Harper whenever he come, whenever yeah he, when Luke he, Harper yeah, comes back mm-hmm. he'll go to Raw to go with uh with Braun Strowman but um Rusev and Zack Ryder a big time matchup Trina that we all been waiting for <laughs> Zack Ryder Rusev U.S. title uh Rusev I got winning on Sunday who do you got yeah I got Rusev too I mean it sucks for for Zack Ryder but he's just not the one that's gonna take that belt off of Rusev. No. Um, you know, I got excited when he won the Intercontinental Championship at, at, at WrestleMania. Like, it, that was fun to me. Um, but he's not the one. Uh, I think we're waiting for a much bigger feud for Rusev to have. Um, you know, he might even still retain the belt if he ends up, like, having a big feud. But it's Zack Ryder's not the one that's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Zack is okay, but, you know, I, Rusev, I like I like the current road Rusev is mm-hmm. on with Lana. When he was with uh, the League of Nations, he just got lost mm-hmm. in the shuffle. Yeah, you know, yeah. he, he had to get back to his yeah. dominant self. He had uh, he was at last year, so um, mm-hmm. it could be a, it could be another long run for Rusev with the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. But I don't see Zach winning on Sunday. Um, uh, another Matt Classic, The Miz and Darren Young for the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship. Uh, any chance Darren Young? Uh, comes out of battleground with the Intercontinental Championship, Trina? I think so. I mean, you know, like his his push, quote-unquote push, like has sort of come out of nowhere um, because they spent months and months, you know, building up this make Darren Young great again, and then he shows up, um, and he's been, like, winning these matches with the, the cross-faced chicken wing. I think, you know, maybe, maybe they give him a shot and see how this goes. Uh, I think they're new enough with the crowd that, they're still not sure how, how people feel about him, but I think he's, he's right at the tipping point. So if they, if they put him over Miz, uh, I think that's a chance to see what he can do with this character and, and see how the crowd feels about it. Um, I just, you know, like Marie, Miz and Maurice have been fantastic, but I think, I think it's probably time for something new. Let's, let's see how, like, this whole Darren Young, Bob Backlund thing, like, plays out. I, I, I'm inclined to go with The Miz only because I just mm-hmm. can't. If, if Rusev wins and Darren mm-hmm. Young wins, you're talking about every title being on Raw except the world title. That's I, true, I yeah. yeah. I don't see. I don't like, know. If, if Rusev loses, then you know The Miz is going to lose. I, I, think, I think both titles stay where they at. Rusev mm-hmm. wins and The Miz wins. You can't have mm-hmm. four champions on, on one show. Then it's like, what the, right, hell, what right. the hell does SmackDown have? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I think Miz wins. I know. I know. I agree with you that there should be something new with the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. Miz has been like a four or five time champion already, but maybe mm-hmm. not just yet. I think this is a, a good platform for Darren Young and mm-hmm. see how the whole role with him and Bob Backlund work on on a pay per view, mm-hmm. and maybe down the road, maybe SummerSlam, the rematch mm-hmm. comes, and then now he'll yeah, take yeah. it off. But uh, you can't have Intercontinental and U.S. and Women's Champion. And a tag champions mm. all on one show. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, and, and again, I think it's you looking at it as like an optimistic, like hopeful fan, and, and thinking these shows are equal. But I think there is a situation where possibly there are a lot of champions on Raw, and SmackDown is like the scrappy, like come from behind, like they they have Dean Ambrose as their champ, and that's all they have, uh-huh. um, so that they paint this picture of 
SmackDown being the Daniel Bryant of, of the two organizations, and um, you know all the NXT people are on SmackDown. So like these are all the underdogs that you're supposed to root for. Um, so me, you know, I, I can see like a situation where we might have all, a lot of the champions on Raw, even just you know for between pay per views, like a, a transitional thing. Right. Becky Lynch, Natalia, who do you got? Um, you know, I want to see Becky go over on this. I really like the new. The new, like, feistier Becky, you know, like, the, the new attitude that, like, Natalia's brought out of her. So I want to see more of that. Um, but at the same time, I really, you know, I like, I like heel Natalia, too. So um, I feel like this storyline's going to keep going. So I would like Becky to win. Natalia will probably win, and this will keep going into SummerSlam. I like how Natalia said, you know, SmackDown is now the A show because she's on it. Right. No, I love, don't you love her new attitude? It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I think, it, you know, it, it was really quick. Like, everything's like 360. Like, oh, you were just fighting Charlotte like two months ago. Now you're mm-hmm. beefing with Becky Lynch and have this attitude. But I, 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 think, right. I, think, it, I think it's good. Yeah, no, I think I think it's really good, and I think a lot of the older wrestlers can do that. I think they can turn overnight from, like, face to heel because, like, Natalia, it's totally reasonable that she just, like, suddenly feels like she's been marginalized and um, she, she doesn't like all these new girls coming in. And so, you know, it was natural. And so I think you could do that with, with any of, like, the older, you know, like the older wrestlers. Just make them turn. Right. right. I mean, unless, unless you're your big show and you do a lot of heel turns and face turns 48 <laughs> times, then, then you, know, you can't do that. Unless you're big show and you're totally irrelevant. Exactly. Oh, big show turn heel. You're like, again? <laughs> it's like, okay. Right. <laughs> I saw that 34 times already. Come on, stop it. Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, John Cena, Enzo Amore against uh, the club, AJ Gallows and Anderson. Um, let me see if I can answer before you. I think... I think John Cena and them go over. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe just me thinking the beginning of like the club, just beginning knowing that they are going to be separated going forward. Mm-hmm. This can lead mm-hmm. to the the beginning of the actual separation for them, and mm-hmm. um, going different ways in the future with, yeah. with Balor and the Balor Club and AJ's right. on SmackDown. So I see Cena, Enzo, yeah. and, and Amore go, um, and Cash going over. Who do you got? I got the same thing, um, and mostly because it's John Cena, and John Cena always wins. <laughs> so always I, wins. I do think that that makes sense, though, um, for the club to lose, and then so you have Gals and Anderson going back to SmackDown, like not looking very, very strong. You know, like they need someone like Finn to lead them. Like AJ wasn't the guy. Maybe Finn's the guy. All right. Yeah. You know, like you said, John Cena always wins. Um, you know, he was champion for like damn near two years in a row. So, um, I I think, I think they go over on Sunday. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens for like the 12th time. Who do you got? I I, I think Kevin Owens, who do you got? Um, I think Sami Zayn probably needs it more. Um, because obviously like Kevin, Kevin Owens is over with all of us. Um, we rank him higher than Sami Zayn. Uh And I think they're, they're slowly pushing Sami, you know, to try and be equal with Kevin Owens. So, I think Kevin Owens probably wins, but I think Sami Zayn probably needs it more. It's going to be a battle of the 11th pick and the 18th pick in the draft on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think Kevin Owens was a little, was a little tight that Sami Zayn was a, was a pick was picked seven uh, slots above him, but um, mm-hmm. I, I really think that maybe 
at the at the battleground, they should just mm-hmm. they should just kind of calm it down with, with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, unless they want to go mm-hmm. extra extreme with McFoley as mm-hmm. GM, put you guys in a cage, some kind of stipulation mm-hmm. match to kind of settle right, the entire right. feud at SummerSlam. But I think I like that this might have one more match going forward. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think Kevin Owens wins on Sunday. You have Sami Zayn, and of course the triple threat match for the. For the championship, mm. Dean Ambrose, Reigns, and Seth Rollins. Um, which way are you leaning towards? Okay, this one is a big question mark for me because it really depends on how Roman comes back. Okay. Um, but even still, I, I could still see, and again, this goes back to your point of how, how can all the championships be on Raw, but I see Seth, Seth taking it. Um, it's only just for this time period between now and SummerSlam. Um, it just, and it'll really depend on, on what, how they book Roman coming back. So I can't really say, I, that's, I can't really give a good prediction, but my gut feeling is that Seth's going to win. I, the question I have is, regardless of who wins on Sunday, what's, yeah. what's the plan for SummerSlam? Are you going to do another triple threat match? Is it going to be a one-on-one with, with two of these guys? How does one mm-hmm. leave the whole title picture, like, how do you book these guys for the, the next pay-per-view, mm-hmm. even though you still have one on Sunday? That's the main question I got. Right, because I don't, I don't feel like Sunday's match, it's probably going to be a bit of a, a schmoz. Like it's, it's, we're not going to get like the real shield triple threat, threat that we've all wanted because Roman's been gone. I think if, you're, if they're going to do a real shield triple threat, they're going to do it with like legitimate buildup. And so I feel like something's going to happen on Sunday. We're not really going to see, like, a full 45-minute match, like the Dream Shield, like, triple threat that we've always wanted. We'll get a glimpse of it, but not, I think, because Roman's been gone, we're not going to get, like, what we think we're going to get. You know, so it'll probably, you know, it'll be a shorter match. It'll probably, you know, something's going to happen. It'll be a schmoz. Um, And I could see them carrying this out to, to push it out to SummerSlam, and maybe that's where we get the real Shield triple threat. Okay, either that or somebody comes out, interferes, and then takes that other guy out of the title picture going forward. Like, for example, just just me off the cuff. If if I think, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Triple H is jealous that Stephanie picked Seth first and she's all giddy over Seth Rollins. Everything is Seth, Mm -hmm. Seth, Seth. And then Triple H is like, you know what, F that. I'm going to go call mm-hmm. Seth Rollins a championship, and we're going to have our feud and leave Dean Ambrose mm-hmm. against Roman Reigns uh, at, at SummerSlam in Brooklyn. Maybe that could happen, mm-hmm. but, you know, besides that, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, besides that, besides Triple H interfering or doing some kind of mm-hmm. something, um, there's nobody There's nobody that's going to interfere against Ambrose. Nobody that, mm-hmm. you know, is Reigns going to get uh, attacked before the match starts and he don't fight? And, and it's Seth and Dean again where Reigns mm-hmm. says, I, I never got my, my championship rematch, whatever. I mean, this can go so many ways, but mm-hmm. just going mm-hmm. forward, how do you book these three guys triple threat-wise or singles going forward? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see how, how Dean does. Like, is, you know, I've liked his championship run. Um, it's It's created a lot of interesting storylines, I think. Like, I think we've gotten to see, like, a different side of Dean. Um, we've gotten to see a different side of Seth. And so I think, you know, let's keep the belt on him and see how this goes. Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting to see that, that the dynamic with the three of them 
and having Dean be the champion. You know, like I left, I liked Seth being like jealous and annoyed, you know, like it's almost like Kevin Owens, like he's better when he's angry. You know, like it's better when he's angry, when he's annoyed, when he doesn't have, he's better when he doesn't have the belt. You know, like, um, so I just want to see them give Dean like a bit of a longer run. I don't think it's going to happen though. I don't, I, I don't mind them having Dean as champion. I'm, I'm more of a, of a Seth Rollins guy. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess, I guess to me, just like Dean, I guess the way he acts in the ring and maybe the, mm-hmm. the actual wrestling he does is like, yeah, kind of cheesy or corny to to, to a degree. I was going like, not good. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, not not well, not that great. Um, yeah. to be a world champion and he's jumping off the turnbuckle to do a clothesline and do all these weird mm-hmm. things. I'm like, okay, Dean, if you're the world champion, you you, you got to step your game up because. Right now, your 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 repertoire isn't really all that great. Mhm, mhm. Well, I think I think that's what WWE's been doing like the last couple of years is that because we're old time fans, we we always see the championship as the top of the top. Like if you're the champion, it means you're the best wrestler out of all the guys on the roster. Um, but I don't think WWE looks at at it that way anymore. I think um, <laughs> they'll they'll put the belt on people. Uh, that they don't think are worthy to elevate other people. So I think, you know, having the belt on Dean just makes you realize, like, how much better Seth is or how much better Roman is, you know. So um, it sucks that the belt is not as elevated as it was when, like, we were kids. But um, I could see a scenario where, where you have a champion that is kind of goofy and, like, not worthy of the belt just to make things interesting outside of that. Right. Well, I, I, mm-hmm. think, I think Battleground should be very interesting. It, it looks great on paper. Hopefully, it'll manifest in, into a great pay-per-view. Um, yeah. The last question I got for you, uh, real quick, uh, going back to the draft, they did the – they changed the the announced teams. Um, you have yeah. uh, JBL going to SmackDown. Corey Graves goes to Raw, right? Um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ray so, Graves is on Raw. That's a huge development. So Graves, Cole, and Saxton on Raw. JBL, Morrow, and David Otunga is now on SmackDown. Uh. So what? Is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what? Did, one. Yeah. What did you take on JBL going to SmackDown? Graves to Raw, and Otunga is now on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, well, so one, I'm super excited for Corey Graves because I think he deserves this, and it's it's been a long time coming. He's super excellent. I think. Um, we're going to watch him totally rip on Coles and Byron, um, like, for three hours on a Monday night. Like, he's just going to rip into them the whole time. Um, perfect heel announcer. Um, so SmackDown, I, I really don't like Otunga. I feel like he's super boring. Um, I think maybe this is going to help, like, elevate Morrow a lot more. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, like, I'm mostly just happy for, for Corey Graves. Uh, Otunga, you know, I, I feel like Otunga and, and JBL just sort of like cancel each other out, and I think we're if the focus is going to be on Morrow. I was hoping for Morrow and, and Michael Cole to switch, but yeah, you, know, you, you you can't get you can't get everything right. Right, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. So we're I mean, getting there. You have to look at SmackDown probably as like the underdog. Exactly. So eventually, eventually, though, all these people will come up. Real quick, so what does that mean for Jerry Lawler? What, what, what is he? What do you think uh, he does? Cause, you know, me, I, I was always a JR and, and Jerry Lawler fan, but now mm-hmm. not having mm-hmm. him, I know his new guard, new everything, but not just, now mm-hmm. he's not in the fray. 
mm-hmm. what do you think he does? I mean, generally, I, I like Jerry Lawler. Lawler. Same thing. I, I loved him and JR. Like, that's what I grew up with. I think that's still the best dynamic that's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, obviously there's some, some stuff going on with Jerry Lawler's life. People think that it's time for him to sort of go away. And, you know, like I've felt for the last year that, especially now that Morrow's there, that his commentary is a little stale. Um, you know, because, like, Morrow makes all these pop culture references, and and King is just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so... Um, I think it might be time for him to go. Uh, well, I think it's time to see like other people, to see people like Corey Graves, and, and to see because people really love Mauro Ranallo. So, I, oh yeah, uh, it's time for him to shine. When 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 Mauro says SmackDown is lit, then you yeah. know <laughs> it, it's time for some some of the old guards to go. I heard that last night. SmackDown is lit. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he said. He said, I think, like, Becky Lynch and Natalia were fighting each other, like, you know, Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift. I mean, right. if King was there, King's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so it's it's a little weird, like, to have King and Morrow on the same show. And so I think having King gone, um, I think JBL's going to still provide that same sort of like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about sort of deal. But mm. I think he's going to be more relevant than than the king. Yeah, even um, even Shane called Seth CrossFit Jesus. You know, my, my, yeah. my guy, my guy right, uh, exactly. Kaz. The internet is, that is coming yeah. on the show. Exactly. So every, everything you see on, on the internet and online is, is you know, it, it's all mm-hmm. lit. Like, like the great Morrow says, everything is lit nowadays. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, me too. Uh, but um, overall, uh, uh, Trina, I, I thank you. I uh, appreciate you coming on. Lots of great yeah, stuff yeah. on the draft and battleground. Hopefully, you enjoy the pay per view on Sunday. Hopefully, we get some yeah, something great. brand new to talk about um, going forward. But um, again, uh, before I let you go, talk about your your podcast and where people can find you on well, Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah, so so I'm on Twitter as um, the Marky Smart, and I co-host the Last Mark Standing podcast with uh, my partner Dare to Be Damien. So he's at Dare to Be Damien on Twitter. Um, that's a two, number two in the letter B, Damien. Um, and we were recording tonight, actually. And so we've, we've just started this a couple months ago, and, and we're hoping, you know, it takes off. We've gotten a lot of good response, and we're just really happy with the people that are listening, and we want them to keep listening. So Last Mark Standing podcast. All right. There you go. Trina, thank you very much. Thanks, Randy.